Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Look, we need to talk a bit about the world, really, because the world doesn't move to the beat of just one drum. We all know that. And you know what? What might be right for you just might not be right for some. So, I'm Bradley and I'm joined by Stu. How are you doing, Stu? What on earth are you going on about, Bradley? I don't know, Mr. Drummond. <laughs> I don't know why that popped into my head earlier, but, you know. <laughs> I thought that's a nice new original intro that we can go with. Yeah, I like it. Never been heard uh, before. Yeah. Smooth. Uh, if you can find a bit of a beat to put behind that as well, you never know. You know, it could. You know, it could become something. Become a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can. I can do yes. that. Yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Are you good, Stu? <laughs> I'm very good. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, happy. So that's good. I think it's yes. just. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because the the sun is shining. The birds are singing. I'm pretending that games are the only important thing on earth right now. And uh, yeah, that always makes me happy. Yeah, there's no human rights violations, trophies going on. There's no people who should be working, living it up in the jungle and be paid like hundreds of thousands of pounds to do so. There's not, you know, benefits being taken away and trying to force people who are working to work extra hours. None of that's happening. It's Christmas. Spend, 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 but also save, save, save. Spend, though. <laughs> make sure you spend, but make sure you save, because it's your fault if you spend. It's not John Lewis's fault if you spend. <laughs> I know. That, yeah, no mixed messages whatsoever in this consumer no. society. No, not at all. Um, i just got to pick up quickly on, on that John Lewis advert. Right? I've seen a lot of people online going, oh, look, see, that's a lovely advert. Sort of, the, you know, they're not trying to sell you anything. It's lovely, you know, fostering a child. I mean, no, 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 no. They're trying to sell you stuff still. They're trying to say, oh, look at us, John Lewis, aren't we caring? Aren't we a caring multi-conglomerate company that owns many things and as CEOs and Billionaires and billionaires out the head, but you know we've done a fancy advert that says we support a charity. So come and shop with us. They're not doing that at all, are they, Stu? Oh God, no, of course not. I, I'm very lucky that I don't see this stuff very often. Like the only Christmas adverts I've seen are the Asda one and the. I like that one. It all fair. That's quite cool. Yeah. Is it is it little or Aldi? Uh, because it's funny because like the Asda one is Elf. Yeah. And it's just like that. Just that's just the film Elf. They're like yeah. buy our stuff. It's just really well done. I, I love I love CGI done properly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. But um, was it Adel Adel or Lidley? Adel or Lidley? There we go. That's the title of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've got the music from Elf, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. like everyone's using Elf, and it doesn't differ. Yeah, you, know, you can't like differentiate it. It's just like Elf everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it does. And they, they was all using Home Alone music last time out, I think. So all right, they're, yeah. they're, they're gradually making their way through the decades. Yeah, um, we may be hor- an, a horrible and unexciting place to visit, but look at these films that you love. Yeah. See, this is why I always respect like Argos or like Argos as it used to be, because they used to go, "Look, we've got a book of shit you can buy. Buy this shit." Yeah. Um, I respect that. That's just like to the point. He's going, look, it's Christmas. Your kids want this crap. Buy it. No okay. airs and graces. Yeah. No. Not sort of like, oh, look at us. We've got kind hearts at Christmas. Um, but Christmas is a joyous feat. Just forget about all your troubles. Spend your money at John Lewis. 
And Waitrose, of course. Waitrose is somewhere you can buy. Because <laughs> your eggs aren't restricted at Waitrose because posh people don't get their eggs restricted. Just the poor. <laughs> just one of the cheaper food stuffs that could do quite a lot. Nah, take that away from the poor. Right. Surviving on eggs. I know. But anyway, if I shopped at John Lewis and and, uh, and Waitrose, that would be it. I'd, I'd be living in a tent, you know, in, in the bottom of someone's garden. Well, that or you'll be like up towards the like above the middle classes and being able to really live it up yeah. if you can afford to shop at john lewis and waitrose you're doing well Stu. yeah you're so right <laughs> anyway do you know what else is doing well what's doing well well there's, there's an award ceremony coming up soon so it must be video games ah video games so which of the award winning potentially video games, potentially video games, which of the potential award winning video games have you been playing? Well, that's a good question. And I think we should probably look at what, what's up for nomination because I don't know because I don't pay a lot of attention because I don't play very many of them. Um, but I have played a few. I've, so I've played God of War Ragnarok. I've played Immortality, which I assume is up for some awards. I don't actually know. No. You, you do think I... I prepared for this, Joe? I know, or me. Come on, Brad. <laughs> Everything just went into making sure I nailed that intro, which I think I did. Oh, I don't think beautiful. I botched it as much as usual. Beautiful. Um, I we don't know what, what what we should do. Right? Is we should guess at what they've put in the in the lists. That'd be good. All right, I'm gonna guess Rail Route because I like that game. Yeah, Rail Route definitely. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, Pixel Cup Soccer, which I've not spoken about yet. That could be one. Oh, yeah, that's a really good game, actually. It's all right. I have thoughts, yes. but it's all right. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not. It's, it's, it's enjoyable. It is. Um, I don't think... You know, I'm shocked. What I'm really shocked about is the games that have missed. Like, there's going to be no God of War or anything like that. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see any of those sort of games. People no. understand now. You don't put those in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's in there. I mean, game of the year. Let's have a look. There's no Plague Tale. There's no Elden Ring. Elden Ring's <laughs> not gonna. Who's gonna put Elden Ring in there? No God of War. No Horizon. No Stray. And no Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, oh God, I forgot about what. Where's Vampire Survivors? Which is genuinely like to say, like no, no, all those I mentioned are in there. Um, but Vampire Survivors. It's the buzz it's created, you know, it came at the perfect time with the Steam Deck and everything. That's not nominated, and it's that's ridiculous. I think for the first time, they're all AAA. Stray, maybe, is the one where you can go, it isn't. But I would say even, like, A Plague Tale now is AAA, based on the success of the first game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Definitely um, AA. <laughs> yeah, um straight at a push but I think that had so much hype around it I don't think it counts as true indie no well, straight is going to win some awards I think but it's not a great game it's an alright game it's solid but it's just because it's got you control a cat <laughs> it really is just because you control a cat but it's yeah. so popular and I, you know, there's nothing wrong with the game but it's a 6 out of 10 kind of a th- experience, really. 6, 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it's not 
award-winning or anything like that. See, the indie game of the year, because you still need to separate these off, because an indie game can't be, obviously, the actual game of the year. Oh, God, no. Um, oh, no, no. It's more appealing, but I think it's still missing quite a few, personally. Uh, but, like, Cult of the Lamb is in there, which is really good. Um, pissing off fundamental Christians, by the way. Always a nice, nice. thing to see. Nice. Uh, Neon White, which is, I've only played a bit of that, but you played that one, didn't you, I think? Neon White, yeah. Yeah, it's one of yes. my, so far, one of my games of the year, definitely. Uh, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Now, I still think they are missing quite a few. Again, no Vampire Survivors. I don't get why it's not in there. No, that's weird. That is weird. It may um, be because it uh, didn't meet their cutoff point or something, because it only became officially launched about a month ago, is it? Before God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. Who knows? Money talks. Oh, gee. Um, now, the interesting one is innovation in accessibility. Oh. Um, which has, uh, to be fair, I don't think I've got any arguments to these, cause, but I've not played any of these properly, so I can't really say. But as Dusk Falls, yep, that's good, because that's got some good like uh, narration in it and stuff like that that really helps. But God of War, Ragnarok, uh, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. Now, The Last of Us and God of War, yeah, because uh, I think Sony have started to nail the accessibility side of things now. Um, yeah. But Monkey Island and The Quarry, I couldn't tell you because I've not had a chance to play them yet. But, yeah, good. Because I I don't think there's much that inspires me at the moment in terms of accessibility. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's a shame, you know, you've had to put two Sony games in there because they are the leaders now, I think, in software accessibility. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um uh, but also, not much in terms of Ubisoft anywhere. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, thank God for small mercies, eh? Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, 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 these awards are just a chance to sell shit. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I'm, sounding really, I'm sounding really cynical today. I'm in a really good gaming mood at the moment. Um, and yeah, I'm sounding really cynical. So, away from the world, what have you actually been playing, Joe? Come on. Well, I mean, I have actually been playing some God of War as well. Uh, not that much, because I haven't had the time. Um, again, comes back to handheld gaming being the future, for <laughs> for me at least, if not a, you know, every single person. But um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, you know, it's one of those that's like, oh, I don't know. It's such a strange thing. It, it, it's, it's edging closer and closer to being a kind of, you know, walk up style thing, um, which is not necessarily, you know, a, a bad thing in and of itself, but it's it's definitely, it feels as though the combat is there. Like, the combat system is really good, so I'm not putting my thoughts very well here. Let me, <laughs> let's do a reset. So, <laughs> it's, it's a really good in its little combat arenas. But yeah. it's a very scripted experience between the combat arenas. So it's like, yeah, it's great that you, you've got your action and the action's really well-tempoed and it's crunchy and impressive and makes you really think about what kind of combos you need uh, and crowd control. 
which is always good, you know. It's not just hammering on one person and then moving on to the next one. You have to really concern yourself with who is where and, and what you're doing. Yeah. But, the like, they're over in about, you know, those combat encounters, you know, three minutes or so. And if you think about the duration of the time that you're travelling and in conversation and watching cutscenes... It overwhelms that by a factor of about three, if not more. Um, and it's like it's fine if you're going into it for that. It's just I'm not sure if it's kind of justified. I mean, I just wonder why people don't just turn around and go, well, this isn't the genre for that. If you're going to do that, perhaps shift it into a different genre. Um, I don't know. It's a complex thing. It's weird. It's a... Dumb as Rock's game with a lot of complex conversation that you can have around its existence, really. Uh, but it's good. It's a good experience. But I don't know. It's more like going to the cinema than playing a game still, I feel. Yeah, it, it's. I think this is the problem Sony have found themselves in. And I don't think they know how to get out of it at the moment. Is Sony have created a genre of game. Um which is that third-person epic um, which tries to tell a story. It's trying to go beyond just being a video game. Um, and I don't think they know how to get out of that. They, they, they've kind of backed themselves into a corner. Um, even games I really want to try and like, like um, Days Gone, went down that route, where it's like, I just, I just let me play. I, you know, I get the exposition stuff, but just let me play. Uh, God of War, even the first God of War, I find I'm, I'm finding that that that's too much for me. It's just like, can't you try and tell this as I'm playing this story? You know, make it more interactive. Make me do stuff and just tell me stuff via voiceovers and things. Especially like for God of War, something that's like based in mythology, you could easily do it as as a um, a retelling and with a narrator. Uh, again, you, if you look at a game that is a lot of story in between gameplay, if you look at Persona 5, which is done via a uh, your main character recanting how he got caught um, and going back through, you know, that last year, that's a way of doing it. And, you know, could these games do something like that where it just keeps you focused on the gameplay? Because I would much rather a seven to eight hour experience of pure distilled gameplay than spreading that over 40 because you've got as much storytelling as you, or more storytelling than you have gameplay. Um, yeah. But they are good. And that, that's the thing. They sell and they are good. But it's just beginning to get a bit stale for me. And I'm not that desperate for the new God of War to come out on PC. Um, I've still yeah. not played, you know, I'm, I'm still happy to wait on um, Horizon um, to come out on PC. You know, if they want to delay that a good couple of years, go ahead, because I'm a little bit worn out by those style of games now. Yeah, and the Days Gone comparison is excellent, because I've played that through, and it gives you far more autonomy, and there are lots and lots of gameplay features that allow you to be interacting with the world substantially not just in a kind of push forward to walk um in a kind of way where it's still providing narrative and like you said with the idea of having a narrator you know days gone as the thing if you have the walkie-talkie and you know 
so you can be doing a lot of stuff whilst still engaging with people in the wider Days Gone universe. And it's a, it's a neat way of doing it. They still take control off you a bit too much for me, even in that game. But that's a personal taste thing. Whereas, yeah, with God of War, I do I do feel as if they they have created, like you said, a problem for themselves. It's almost like go, get going. Oh look, we got this great big. We've built this great big arena. You know, we've it's a hundred and twenty thousand seat stadium. It's state of the art. It's incredibly comfortable. Great accessibility. Brilliant sight lines. Um, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna play with a stick and a and a rolled up bit of newspaper instead of, you know, a baseball bat and you know proper <laughs> equipment. It's it's yeah. almost you know, it's un, it feels like it's underutilizing the talent behind it because it's not that much of a game. Yeah. Uh, it's still. I, I mean, it makes it sound like I'm really down on it, and I'm not because I'm enjoying it. But it's it's that disconnect between it getting scores of like nine out of ten, and me playing it and going, "There's so much more that they could and should be doing with this." Yeah, don't get me wrong. That it's. It, I think it's the Marvel effect as well because you know I've got to the point with Marvel stuff that I'm watching Marvel stuff just because you you kind of like oh, I've watched all 975 Marvel films before this, so I might as well carry on. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, uh, but you get the odd one where you go, oh, the Spider-Man ones, I really like the Spider-Man ones, you know, they're going multiverse, so yeah, let's have a look, see how that compares to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is still the best Marvel product ever released. Um, but it's, you know, you, you've got to that point, I think, with Sony games where they are good, you know, if you used to actually break them down, they're good. They're entertaining. They do the job. You know, they tell a great story. Uh, but I remember when it was a bit more simple and a bit more enjoyable. You know, I went back and watched the original Iron Man and the original Avengers um, of the MCU before anyone, you know, really gets off and goes, well, it's not the original. The, the original latest ones, whatever. Um, just leave me alone. <laughs> Stop hounding me! Yeah, you fake people, stop hounding me! <laughs> yeah, bloody straw people! Um, anyway, um, they were fun. There was a lot more fun in them. And the, like, I watched the recent uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, and that tried to be fun. But when you're trying to be fun, because hey, it's fun because the last one was fun, it loses that fun. Whereas the originals were fun because they were just fun. They were still comic book films where they've gone beyond that now. And Sony have done that. You know, the original Tomb Raiders, I know that wasn't Sony, but stuff you'd associate with Sony platforms. You know, Ape Escape, things like that were fun games. And these are still good and they're still enjoyable, but they're not fun anymore. I can't remember the last time I played a fun Sony game. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, definitely. And when you're in that, you're fighting in that AAA space when you've got that much money and that much talent, you're like, well, you should be looking back a long time, 10, 15 years or more to what Valve were doing with Half-Life 2 and the episodes and the Portal games and yeah. making these games that are intelligent and witty and have a proper story, but they never lose focus on the fact that they're a video game. and. Yeah they never take away player agency to a degree where you feel like you're just <laughs> you're just flicking the pages on a 
on a comic book or a children's story. Um, and again, not to be dismissive, what it does, it does really well. And it's probably fair to even call that and the Tomb Raider reboot and The Last of Us as a genre into themselves, really. Yeah. But I'm just... I, although I enjoy them, I, they feel like a waste in in so many areas, a waste of money, a waste of talent in, in not applying themselves to the right stuff to make it a video game. But, you know, there you go. That's just my thoughts. That's our thoughts of the game of the year 2022. <laughs> no, no <laughs> chance. Elden Ring all the way. It's going to be... <laughs> It depends. I think with Elden Ring coming out so long ago, I forgot it was a 2022 game, in all fairness. Um, I, I thought it was last year, but, you know, um, I don't know. I think some people might go against Elden Ring just to be contrary. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Too many people would do it and put something else in. It reminds me of when Dragon Age Inquisition won game of the year. And I think a lot of people voted for that because it was like, one, there wasn't actually much choice. But I think they were trying to be a bit co- like, oh, you know, look at us, we're, we're a bit highbrow. We're not voting for what everyone else is going to vote for. And then everyone just voted for that. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I've not, I can't comic I've not played, played God of War. Um, but yeah, it's you know I, I'm not desperate to play it, and that that says a lot because I generally want to play everything because of my ADHD. And that I'm going, ah, oh, I've got to spend a lot of time with that, and I'm currently spending over 100 hours. Well, it's going to be over 100, it's going to be about 100 150 hours with Persona. I haven't yeah. really got time for another epic. Yeah, one epic a year for me, please. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, by the way, Persona is just getting it's just getting better and better. Um, I, yeah, I, I've I'm kind of dipping in between between that and other stuff. It, it's nice that you can play it in chunks because it's such a mm. big game, and I kind of the way it brings you in, it kind of goes right. Brace yourself, this is going to be a hundred hours, but you can play it in chunks. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm happy for this being a game. It's going to cover six months of my time in intermittent you know bursts and stuff like that, and that takes pressure off, and it makes me feel like more comfortable with the game and more aligned to what it's trying to do do you know what I mean yeah oh definitely I mean I'm coming up to about 40-ish hours in and it's still introducing new characters and there's plot twists and I I don't want to describe it as like a good book because it kind of has enough writing in it that it could be a book at times yeah but when I'm not a big reader but when people describe being, not being able to put a book down, you know, oh, you, you've got to try this latest, I don't know, Anthony Horowitz, I don't know any writers. Um, is he a writer? He is a writer, isn't he? He is. Yes, there you go, I am a writer. Um, you know, oh, the latest, like, is he a good writer? I don't know. Anyway, the latest book by this person's come out, and oh, it's a right page turn, I can't put it down. That's what Persona's become for me. I kind of look at my list of games, and if I see Persona in my vision, oh, well, that's going on. Yes, and then it's on for a couple of hours because um, I can't play games for a long time in one session because of my vision. Um, but that's one that stays on because it's it's narrated. It's pretty much narrated all the way through verbally, which is so good. Um, and the background stuff is skippable. So when they have their phone conversations, it is skippable. When there's something that actually is important, it then prompts you to reply so you know it's important. Yes. So it's really clever in that as well. And so, this is not a Persona cast. 
But it's just, yeah, it's just loving that. Um, I haven't got time for God of War because of Persona. Which is completely fair. Completely mm. fair. And they both approach narrative in a... In a in, they kind of have a similar... Way, kind of a similar ethos in yes. that it's like, for us, there's a story we want to tell and we will build the best game around it we can, but it's the story that's important. Um, and that, you know, that's great. I, I think Persona, from what I've played so far, about 12 hours, 13 hours in, I think is much more successful at, at it, at what it's attempting. I mean, you're not even past the opening Star Wars rolling text bit yet, <laughs> in terms of how long that, about where you've got to go. Um, yeah, yeah. You've, you've not even started. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. God, it's so good. It's so, so good. Um it's clearly going to be when we do our bit at the end of the year it's going to be my number one game which I never thought would happen because there's so many others that I've played that are right up there um, yeah. it's 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 better than Immortality for me and you know how much I loved Immortality wow I know Oof. Uh, spoilers and all that indeed um, but anyway moving on for massive epics and, and teenage strife um, do you remember last week I said I'd been paid off to talk about a game? Yeah, I do. But I was I was taking bribes. Yep. Uh, so I was sent by the PR company for this game called Zero Zervert. I think that's how it's pronounced. Christ knows. It was a little box in it that had a woolly hat, a hoodie, and a tub of powdered energy drink. Um, so... Little story. It was just a PR box they sent out to people who were covering the game. It's part and parcel. Um, yeah, great. I'll take that. If you want to give me a hoodie and a hat, I'll take a hoodie and a hat. Uh, you know, it's absolutely fine. They sent this box. Um, didn't want the energy drink. I don't drink energy drink. I'm not giving it to my 16-year-old son because he's not having energy drinks. Because I, I, I think they are, you know an absolute scourge on society. But, you know, by the by, that's what they said out. And I, uh, the, the reasons they said that is obvious when I talk about the game. Uh, hoodie was too small for me and I don't need that hat. I've got other hats. So we went into town that night and gave it to uh, a homeless person uh, as an extra bit of, an extra hat, an extra uh, hoodie, because if they get wet, get cold, they've got extra layers or they've got spare clothes. Um, cool. So, well thank you, PR company. That's what I did with your bribe. I gave it to someone who needs it more than me. Hey. Um, so, anyway, zero zervert, zervert. This is how much they bribe it. I can't even pronounce the game properly. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of like it's a top-down survival shooter um, that has a look of say Hotline Miami to it in terms of like. The, the movement controls and everything, but it's a much slower pace. It's kind of like a Hotline Miami intertwined with Fallout, which is probably the best way to describe it. Okay. Um, so you kind of got to go out into this, um, it's not randomly generated. What's the word they like to use instead of procedurally Proceed. generated, uh, like wasteland world. Um, and basically you got to go and loot gear um, uh, have a look around, see what see what's going on, and there's like a, a sort of story building around it. Um, and you have it's like when it says survival, it's survival. 
Uh, not in terms of you've got to drink water every 10 seconds. Um, you've got stamina and everything, but that's to do with how much you're moving around or how quick, you know. Oh, if you've got to sprint away from all these enemies, you're going to use stamina, and then you need to get that stamina back up to it. Use it in a good way and managing your health and stuff like that. Um, so for me, this is what a survival game should be, where it takes away a lot of the rubbish bars and makes you concentrate on the actual surviving bit. Um, and But you've got all these different like perks and stuff you can get, like you would get in a Fallout game, uh, but it's like this top-down shooter-type mechanic to it. And what I could say about it, um, so far from what I've played, one, it's difficult. I've, di I've died a lot and restarted a few times. Um, it's not uh, like roguelike or anything like that. It is a, 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 a full-on, you know, start-to-finish so I think there's a finish anyway, but start to finish style game. It's it's definitely not roguelike, um, and that's good. But I've restarted it because tried different builds and just trying to get good at the game because it's not it's not easy to play. Uh, but I think I'm enjoying it. Uh, it. It's good, but not. F it is fun, but not fun. It's so hard to describe. It's tense and it's frustrating but frustrating in the right way um it's like you're trying to make progress and then you do something stupid um like saying i love you um, oh is that, the, is that good no no sorry to be so blunt but... i could go full peep show and go then i go as well at all by saying something stupid like i like you and then put the phone down yeah go complete yeah, that's better. Really. So yeah, yeah, that'll do. So yeah, it's really, <laughs> <Zero Diver. laughs> yeah. So it looks like uh, quite dark, but it has kind of cutie characters. Is that right? Yes. I, yeah, I'm a sucker for that. In all fairness, I like cutie characters in really dark settings. Um, yeah, fair play. Fair play. It's yeah. It's boiled it down to what it needs to be, uh, which I, re I I really like. You know, you'll get things like you'll know if you're seen or if you're safe behind cover because it uses a shadow mechanic sort of thing. So you kind of like, you know, like if something's in shadow, you know you're safe to a degree because they can't see right. you because they're in the shadow. Um, yeah. And you kind of get used to using that uh, somewhat. And that, that's really, really good. And I said, you like you pick up weapons and other items that really help you. Um, there's sniper rifles. Now, there's sniper, a sniper rifle in a top-down shooter. Is it something you expect? But you kind of go to this top down and then you like the screen goes black apart from what you're aiming through. Um right. and it's kind of really cool. So you can like be somewhere, um, you hide and then you bring up the sniper rifle and you're looking and it's as though you're looking top down through the like the the uh the uh what's the eyesight thing called? The sights. Um <laughs> It's funny that, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. You're looking down the site and you can follow things and pick them off from where you are, but top down still. It's a really interesting mechanic. And I always want to see a game, a sniper game built out of that. Um, it's just like really cool. That's one bit I really do like. Um, I do have issues with it. Um, you know, there's so much to like about it in terms of like being able to upgrade and mod weapons and explore. And I really like the openness of it. Um, it's not very deck friendly. Yeah, accessibility-wise, no, too small. Small text, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. All typical PC bullshit that goes with it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no controller support. Now, this is 
we spoke about accessibility before because of the Steam Deck and how they've got to really look at menus and stuff like that and sort that out. The other thing now is PCs, PC developers have got to stop using the excuse that oh, most people could play this keyboard and mouse or whatever. They've got to start making everything work with a controller from day one. Yep, yep. Now, this is in early access, so it's not day one. So I'm going to forgive them a little bit. But controller support, it needs controller support. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the um, thing. I mean, it, it's it's odd to not have it, really, the, especially these days. Because in the past, it was because, well, oh, you know, we can't map, you know, dozens of functions to a controller. It just wouldn't work. You know, you need to have individual keys so you can get to your sophisticated RTS stuff quickly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not like that. It's not like that with the vast proportion of games that are mouse and keyboard only. It's just that they haven't bothered coding it in. And uh, yeah, no, it's disappointing because it needs, like you say, you're going to expand your audience if you have it from day one. Yeah, because to play this properly, I've got to play this sat at my computer. Um, to be honest, I've got to a point where I don't like sitting at my computer to play at the moment. Yeah. It's um, the screens are too much for me. Um, and so to describe it, my eyesight deteriorates less if I'm laying down, um, which is why the Steam Deck's ideal because I can lay down and have it above above me. It's just the way, like, what issues I've got in my vision. It's the way the blood settles and, and stuff like that. So yeah. it's better for me. Still not perfect, but it's better for me. Yeah. But so sitting on my screen, I could do for maybe an hour, like we're doing recording, I'm sat at my screen. Um, but that'll be it for the day. You know, I won't be sort of like sitting at a screen beyond this. And this, I needed to be at the computer playing, which is a shame. Now, you can map the keys because it's a Steam Deck and you've got, obviously, hopefully down the line, there'll be community creations. But it shouldn't be on the community to, to sort this. Um, you know, maybe... When you're putting a game in early access, right, you obviously want feedback. Tell them what you want. You turn around and go, look, we need controller options. If anyone's willing, go play. try and see if you can map all this to a controller and send us what you've come up with. You know, and we will provide you with, I don't know, credits in the game or, or whatever, discount or free versions of whatever we do next because you've helped us with this. But if you're going to put it in early access, you want to use a community, use a community to build you a controller layout because they will and they will do it well. They will probably do it better than what you as developers could do because you're trying to make a game that works whereas the community want a game that they can enjoy and there's a difference there. The developers, I, I've done it with work where I've, I've sat there with, with a design and got bored of a design that I've been doing and gone, oh, this is crap now. I don't like it, don't like it, don't like it. Someone sees it who hasn't seen it and goes, oh, I really like that. That's you know, really, really good. And you're like, oh, is it? You know, I'm bored of our website, but that's because I see it every single day um, and stuff like that. And it's just got to be the same for developers who spend months and years working on the same game. They just like, oh, look, it works with the keyboard. We know it works. And that's where they get with it. Um, so, yeah, accessibility, controller options. And this goes to being a, a really enjoyable game that I would recommend that people do pick up. Um, and not just because they paid me to say that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I broadly <laughs> I broadly agree with you about the, the controller thing. 
I mean, it has to, for me, it should definitely be done. It's just like, I think the vast proportion of even PC gamers would prefer to at least have the option, even if, you know, even if they're keyboard and mouse users. But the thing is, like, communities doing controls within the Steam abstraction layer is very different from coding in controls that actually work yes. in game. Just, you know, so I, like they can, ha- the community can help with you with how, like you said, it should be from a playability point of view. But it, there is an overhead to to getting it ready for uh, native joy, joystick support. Um, but they should be factoring that in from the beginning of their project, basically. Yeah. And it's just getting it in there, yeah. To- I, mean, I totally agree. I mean, I'm talking about this from the start of maybe a small indie team. You know, again, there's no excuse for any of the bigger teams to do it. I can't remember what game it was a couple of months ago that I played that has a Switch version of the game, but the PC version didn't have controller support. I was just like, that's oh, inexcusable. <laughs> yeah, that really is. That, that's just inexcusable. How, how? Why? What? No, don't do that. Um, I can't. Honestly, I can't remember what the game is. And to be honest, I can't be asked to go and look. Um, and it may have changed now. But I remember playing it. It's just going, why is there no controller support? This is on Switch. Um, so, smaller teams. It is, as I say, it is early access. So I don't know when it's coming out properly. But, yeah, it's... Those issues aside, I want to go back into this down the line. It's it's enjoyable in that frustrating survival kind of way. Um, it's not a fun game, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good game that I, I, I want to play more of. Um, cool. And yeah, and again, like joking, joking aside, it's not because they sent me sent me stuff. Um, you can tell I've been critical of the game as well. Uh, the, the core gameplay is interesting and I want to play more. But if they don't fix these issues, that's not going to happen. Until they give you some more free stuff, of course. Unless they give you more free stuff, yeah. Best game ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The next game that I'll get to in a bit, they didn't give me any stuff. So, oh, God. Oh, dear. Let's see what I've got to say about that. Again, a roasting. Yeah. Sad Barlow, I tell you what, Sad Barlow, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are listening... As I've just said, Immortality has dropped to probably my second game of the year. I'm not adverse to a backhander to bump it above Persona. Just just saying. Just saying. No. Just throw it out there into the universe. <laughs> you know, just in yeah, case. Yeah. You never know. I'm not saying I'll accept it, but if you want to try, you know, I'm fine. Good on you. Subtle as well. <laughs> that was very subtle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no one to think I'm corrupt. God, no. By the way, by the way, FIFA, if you need a new president, you know, just say it. <laughs> say it. I'm cheaper than most. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd sell out. I'm fine with it. Stu, save me. Come on, give me another game. Well, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, considering how long we've been nattering already, I'll, I'll condense two into one. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing light gun games again and, you know, that's me. That's what I do. It's uh, it's it's something I love, uh, and I've been playing two. So uh, one of them technically isn't, but is. You'll see what I mean. So I've been playing Ninja Assault on mm-hmm. the well. Originally, it's the PS2. Uh, yeah, I've been playing it on the PS2. Uh, okay, I'll come to why in a minute. And I've been playing Resident Evil: The Umbrella Chronicles uh, on the Wii, emulated. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, and they're both like light gun games, but with a very different approach. So the the PS2 one obviously uses the GunCon two, so it's a proper light gun a proper game. light gun, absolutely old classic. Playing it on the pl- classic gun, I mean, playing it on a CRT, and 
uh, Umbrella Chronicles. It's really funny because, like, you think, oh, such a massive gap between you know the Wii and the the PS2 in generational terms. The games are only seven years apart. It's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. Um, it's that weird generation, is it, where it feels much wider than what it actually is? Yeah, I think everything has slowed down in terms of you know how different things look since that point. You know. Um, yeah. And the, I suppose it's partly because the Wii was slightly underpowered anyway. It was less powerful, and yeah. But anyway, so yeah, both very, very different experiences. So Ninja Assault is like is an, was an arcade game came out in two thousand, released on the PS two on two in two thousand and two, and ah, it's not very good. Um, it's all right. It's passable. If you played it in an arcade, you'd be like, yeah, oh well, it wasn't a waste of a quid, but you wouldn't hanker to go back to it um you know it's it's samurai and ninja themed feudal feudal japan era but the the graphics are pretty basic but you play if there was a massive queue for house of the dead yes yes that's the thing so if you compare it it's very dated so if you compare it with like a virtua cop which was years before this it doesn't hold up very well if you compare it to House of the Dead 2, which came out in the same year, I think, or at least within a year. What? That, I know, I know. Uh, absolutely, uh, yeah, such a long time ago. House of the Dead 2 was not long after the um, Dreamcast released, it came out. So you're talking... See, again, that blows my mind, because I'm thinking it's older than that. Oh, House of the Dead 2, not first Yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, it's just, yeah, it's... Oh, God. I know, I know. It's it's crazy, isn't it? I think it's because you can't play light gun games anymore properly. Like with a light gun on a yeah. like unless you go specifically to get the stuff, you can't play them. And so it, it it feels like it's like from many generations ago. It's yeah, it's so weird. It is. It, it is really weird. And it does feel I'm gonna look now. I'm just gonna double check. Check your notes. Yours out is a railgun light game. Two, yeah, nineteen in the arcade. It was ninety eight. So you're right. It was a bit earlier than that. So okay, <laughs> put it in in even starker terms. So House of the Dead Two came out two years before Ninja Assault, and it makes it look like a relic. Um, yeah. So the graphics aren't brilliant. They're really quite kind of or blocky, you know. And there's the most important thing is there's no like environmental shooting. You're not like shooting stuff to reveal stuff, which is a the big thing about uh, light gun shooters is you know health health pickups, power ups, extra ammo, all that sort of stuff normally hidden behind items in the environment. Um, so it encourages you to to sort of shoot around and, and find secrets and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty kind of it's all right but it's pretty dull you know um whereas umbrella chronicles is fantastic because it it goes well we need to move this genre on a bit so not only does it have like proper health bars and you can replenish them uh you know quite frequently and they can tweak how often the pickups are versus how tough the enemies are so that you feel like you're really kind of ramping up and down there are spikes it's got that thing of things jumping out of you you don't expect that Resi has. Mm. It kind of takes House of the Dead and advances it. 
and it has like critical hit shots. It has an infinite uh, gun, but you can get loads of pickups. So it like keeps all of the stuff intact that you want from light gun games, but it adds a whole load of progression and unlocks and different routes and just everything that you want from that kind of a game so that you can feel like when you start off uh, it's all overwhelming and and that's the fun the terror of being overwhelmed and then when you get good at it it's the excitement and fun of exploring that those rooms and those environments more by shooting at stuff and taking different routes so yeah it's an excellent excellent game and i think it you know on the Wii, uh, not the ideal platform for a, a game that's horror themed and didn't do as well as it should have. But that's a shame because it's a real cracker and it's it's great going back to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that the Wii didn't really reinvigorate the the uh, the shooter, uh, like the uh, the light gun shooter, because it, it just worked. Yeah, I just want to play Point Blank again. That's such a good game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the first two are amazing. The third one lacked a little bit, but still really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But oh god, they was amazing and iconic characters as well. They are. They're great. Do you know? I nearly bought because um, I got a few uh, light gun shooters from Japan at a time, yeah. and um, I just missed out on bidding on uh, the. There's a called Gumvari Collection which is all those games point blank games all three of them and Time Crisis for the P- oh. PS2 um, lovely collection really really nice so uh, in the future I'll be grabbing that or get an actual cabinet <laughs> oh, I could do that sure Mel wouldn't mind oh god no why would she great big arcade uh, in, the, in the corner of the room um, yeah. maybe when we get move get that in the Daytona <laughs> four player cab well away. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't we have basements like they do in America? Oh, yeah, I know. That's about the only thing I want from America is basements. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> enough of this. Yes. What else have you been playing? <clears throat> I've been playing a genre that's not going anywhere. Um, I've been playing a deck building card battling game. Oh, God. Um, I've not played one for a while, so you know, I'm quite interested. True. Um, uh, th- this one uh, came to me because I was like, oh, okay, this this could be cool. Um, and it's the name's actually quite ironic, and I will come to why very briefly. So, this is called The Last Kids on Earth Hit the Deck, okay? Um, which is a it's a it's a funky card battling game, it's quirky, you know, it's got that cartoonish look about it um and it's got it tries to be comical in its approach to things like there's this zombie apocalypse thing and you basically need to go through fighting the zombies or there are other things in there as well other creeps and stuff but it's mainly zombies um and you basically go through different levels, battling these zombies, uh, upgrade your cards and move on and do the next one, get bonus cards and rewards and unlocks. Typical card battling deck building malarkey, essentially. Um, but you've got like a team of like two or three characters on your side. So you could you have to like split your cards a bit between all three at the same time. So there's some cards that are shared. Some cards are um specific for one character. Um and each has their own like number of points they can use 
uh, in, in any one turn, etc. So you have to use a lot of strategy and stuff like that. And it's roguelike. So you go through, you die, you fail, and then you start again from the beginning, rebuild your cards, except you can unlock some perks, etc., 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 etc. Doesn't set the world on fire in terms of new features or anything, but it does the job. It's a decent card battler. And I'm all for it. Just a different aesthetic. Um, now, the sweet, sweet irony of the game. Um, it's another one I can't play on the Steam Deck properly. Uh, which is yeah. the, the irony coming from... It's called the Hit title. the Deck. Yeah. 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 Um, so, something I've noticed with a lot of card battlers of, of late. Um, and considering Slay the Spire got this right and set the benchmark for this is how you make a a card battling game or deck builder look and play in terms of accessibility features and controller and stuff like that. The recent crop in the last 18 months to two years just haven't done it. Um, so this one doesn't have proper controller support. Uh, there's a theme this week. Um, and you've got to kind of use the, the, the right stick or the right touchpad to move across cards and stuff like that. And even when you do the click to zoom them in to see what they say, the text isn't that legible on them. Um, so you have to do that and then use the zoom in feature on the, on the Steam Deck. But the if you've ever used that, it's kind of got a mind of its own as to where it's going to zoom into. And then you move the mouse, but you can't see the mouse pointer on screen anymore during the zoomed in view. And then you're yeah. kind of accidentally touching something else. And so, it's, you know, it's a lot of a, a ball ache. Uh, where, as I said, Slay the Spire, Monster Train, they showed you from the get-go, look, this is how you make it work on a small screen because they put those on the Switch and stuff like that. This is how you make it work on a controller because we've pulled it on controller, like controller-based systems as well. It's very, very simple. No one listens. Uh, which is a shame because I like the concept of this game, but it's not very playable, unfortunately. Again, early access, so they've got time to change it, um, and hopefully they, they, you know, hopefully you know we'll send them a link to this and they'll, they'll listen to it. It needs so there's a lot of like white on there as well with sort of like uh, dark text in places um, and there is some dark backgrounds light text but I say it's just so small so so small um, and I will say once again give me a button where I can zoom that right in whether I could click like maybe tell me like I've got to press L2 and click a card and that will zoom it right up for me yeah you know something that allows me to see what that card could do uh, it's also got, this is what um, Slay the Spire especially does really well. So you click on a card and that activates the card in terms of, right, you've now got this card in your hand. Um, and then you go, right, what do you want to do? Do you just want to play it to the game or do you want to put it on yourself or put it on the enemy? And you can go backwards and forwards and it moves the arrow. Whereas with this, you've kind of got to hold the right trigger, which you've then set up as your right mouse, uh, left mouse click. And then click that while saying holding the card and dragging the card to where you want it to go uh, rather than just clicking once as a hold and then moving to where you want it to go or you could try touch screen but that's not overly responsive in this either because it's not designed for touch screen um, it is, <clears throat> it's good but again it's lack of 
accessibility, not just for someone with vision issues, but just for a handheld, where these games, I think, are perfect, are on handhelds, um, and the control issues mean it's one that, if they don't sort it, or I don't hear that they've sorted it, I'm probably done with it already, which is a shame, because what I when I did get to play it, I was I enjoyed what I was playing because it's a a much it's quite a simple game to play which and it's like accessible with that but yeah it's I've got to work hard to play it and I don't want to work hard to play a game when I can play a better a, a, a more established finished game a lot easier yeah absolutely it's competing in a really really tough market and yeah I, you know that's a basic feature I would say that uh, and you know the presentation and the accessibility yeah. Really important, really important. Yeah. So, I, my, this is what I always say. So, there's certain things you can copy off of, off of like best in class games. Controls and features are one. They're the ones like that, just without question, do it. If, if, if you see the game and they've done it perfectly or as close to perfect, only change it if you could enhance it. But copy that shit, just copy it. Because it yeah. works. The reason that game is so popular is this thing works. Everything else, fine. You do what you've got to do. You make your style of this game. Whether you want it to be a full-blown RPG card battle. Whether you want it to be a roguelike. Whether you want to do, you know, oh, it's zombies or vampires or it's alien invasions. Or whatever you want to do there, fine. But take the best in class of that and copy that bit. As I would always say now, every AAA game should be looking at Sony and what they do in terms of accessibility and going, we're copying that. that That's standard. Like we done with first-person shooters in the end. Everyone went, oh, yeah, it makes sense to have the triggers as the uh, shooting. And with racers, oh, yeah, it does make sense to have the, the analog triggers for accelerate your brake. And everyone's went, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th this is what these games need to do. They need to look at Slay the Spy, our monster train, and go... That's how we're going to make these games. That's the base. Yep, couldn't agree more. Absolutely needs to be done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two games that have got potential, but are a bit frustrated because I don't think enough's been put into making them playable. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed they'll get that ready for the when it you know when it actually gets released. Yes, definitely. Fingers crossed. But oh yeah, we'll feed this back to the developers and. It's up to them if they listen. Um, that sounded really aggressive. That wasn't meant to be. I'm really sorry, developers. I, see, I don't like calling out because I know they are trying their hardest. I know they're trying to still make the game that they want to make, they want to play. And I do feel bad calling them out. But if we don't say these things, it doesn't get fixed. Well, it's constructive uh, criticism. It's like you say, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a baseline of, of where they should be with it and... From a marketing perspective, they they need to understand that as well. So it's not us being nasty. <laughs> no, no. But I, 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 I always get that regret of like, oh, no, I haven't been too mean. I don't like being mean. No. But anyway, <laughs> these didn't send me a box of stuff, so screw them. <laughs> so true. So, look. Unlike us, we don't often do this. We've probably gone on a bit too long than we wanted to in terms of the, 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 this, this segment. Um, so we probably won't cover too much of the stuff I wanted to talk about. But I do just want to 
say one thing humanity right for every dodgy politician and ceo and billionaire and absolute fucking right wing nut job that's out there there are really really good human beings out there um and without this becoming the missy bo kearns cast again um i just want to point out what an amazing person she is um very good footballer uh but that doesn't even come into it um we spoke about obviously a couple of months back about how she made sure Edith got to go to Anfield and that was an amazing amazing thing she'd done um, this week it was Edith's birthday just gone um, and on the day of her birthday we went to see Liverpool at Brighton um, she saw Bo at the end and Bo said to Edith oh it's your birthday I didn't actually know it was your birthday she went are you coming to Reading we was like yep yeah, of course we are um so she went right okay then right i'll bring you a present uh we we then went oh no don't say that because edith's never gonna let you forget that and bo's got um adhd herself and uh, i was like if she forgets edith doesn't forget that could be quite interesting uh, but yeah. she didn't forget. So after the game, she comes over, as she usually does, sees Edith, like, gives her a cuddle, has a little chat with her. Edith went, Bo, where's my present? Oh, Jesus Christ, Edith. And she went, no, I've got your present. You've got to see my suitcase. Come and meet us round by the uh, player's entrance afterwards. And yes, yeah, she presented her with a pair of her own match-worn boots, signed with a happy birthday message on it for Edith. The boot she scored her first WSL goal in as well. No, that's fantastic. Um, which is absolutely, yeah, I can't, you know, absolutely amazing, blown away. Um, it, it's just, you know, just amazing. It's what the difference between, like, we were talking about with some of the other fans there, we were saying, like, you'll often get, like, in men's games, you see now sort of like the players, or like a couple of players might run over to the crowd at the end of a game and toss a shirt to a kid, uh, which is all nice. It's really nice. They toss a shirt to a kid, whatever. Um, it's, it's really good for that kid, and it does it. But I, it's still a bunch of multi-millionaires running around on a football pitch. Um, you can't relate to them as easy. Um, but these girls, these women who play, uh, you know, the top-level women's football, you can see how much the game means to them and how much the supporters that do go to games mean to them. Um you know, Bo herself could probably sense how much she's loved by Edith um, and how much of a hero she is to Edith. Um, and she's not the only reason, but she's one of the main reasons why Edith wants to play football. It went from sort of like she enjoys playing football and she likes going training. She would like to play one day to now. She's going to play for Liverpool one day. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. She's going to play for Liverpool. And it's because of people like that. And just that good in the world, you know, it's, it's like, again, it's not the reason, like, when she does stuff like that, I decided, you know, oh, I'm going to go and give a hoodie and a, a hat to someone on the streets to keep them warm and, and things like that. It's, you know, I, I, it's the sort of thing I think I would do anyway. But when you see other people doing it, you know you're not the only one. And it's, it's definitely a faith in humanity thing. You know, we yeah. only ever really hear about the negatives and the, the arseholes in jungles and stuff like that. It's a world beyond that. Um, and it's just to reiterate, if you do have a local women's football team, they're not all going to give you boots, by the way, and stuff like that, but go and see them. 
Um, it's a much purer form of football. Um, they're allowed to make mistakes. A draw's not the end of the world, you know. Like we to go to sports or anything too much. Top level men's football now has got to the point where if you draw or even let in a goal, that's the end of the world. Sack the manager, get rid of the players, they're all useless. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So much pressure to be the very, very best. that it's, it, it's not as fun anymore. Women's football is fun. They do make mistakes. Um, you can laugh at them. There was like an incident at the game yesterday, right at the start, where one of our players took a throw in. And one of the other players tried to run in a different direction to lose her marker. They got their timings right. And as the uh, forwards run off in one direction, the player taking the throw in just threw the ball off the pitch because they just <laughs> didn't get it right. Yeah. And you could see there was like a bit of frustration, but also they could laugh at themselves as the crowd laughed at them. And, yeah. you know, there's fun. That's not in men's football. So, you know what? Pay it forward. If you've got a weekend free, get down to your local women's team. Give them a watch. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a great story. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it does It does give you heart. And it reminds you that, you know, most people are, are good. And mm. as long as they're not separated through these artificial barriers of class and money then they they you know, generally want to do nice things and yeah it's lovely yeah it, it really really is um and yeah a boot stink though jesus christ they stink <laughs> but, no, no, they absolutely wretch <laughs> i mean we, we're putting them in a glass box anyway once we can work out where we could get that done but that's not just for display purposes now that's to contain the smell <laughs> well as she's a professional footballer we'll let her off but yeah that's that's yes uh, yeah that's a challenge yes and on that stink bombshell no we're not going I've got, I've got to get out of that i'm <laughs> gonna shut up now Stu. i'm gonna shut up yeah no worries so as usual follow us on all the socials join our discord if you feel like having a chat about any subject including mental health if you can afford it then pay for us on patreon and other than that have a great week Stay safe and stay sane.